Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS number 328358. Introducing Mortgage Matters. This is a great time to go buy a house. This is when the real estate fortunes are made. A show dedicated to helping you navigate the challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac were put into conservatorship in 2008 and continued to dominate the mortgage market. Now your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. That's because the election has changed mortgage rates dramatically. Broadcasting from the KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? It's time for Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. All right, everybody, welcome to Mortgage Matters. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Sometimes it feels like Groundhog Day in here, doesn't it? It does. (laughs) Groundhog Day. That was actually last weekend. (laughs) In fact, last weekend... It was Groundhog's Day. It and, was. Um, on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, and spring's coming early, so the Groundhog says. Punxsutawney Phil. What? Punxsutawney Phil. Hmm. I've read that word. I'm, I couldn't, <laughs> I don't think I could say it. You've if seen I the movie, to. right? You've seen Groundhog Day? Bill Murray? Oh, yeah. Great movie. They talk about Punxsutawney Phil in there. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Groundhog's Day, the movie, great movie. Yeah. Poor guy just has the same day over and over again. Yep, yep. So the Groundhog came out and saw its shadow, which means it's sunny. And so spring comes early? I don't know the shadow stuff so much, but I do know that whatever the Groundhog saw, it meant spring's coming early this year. Brilliant. I'll take spring early. Yeah. Yeah. If we could pull the switches, it'd be nice to have a little bit more rain, but spring, spring early. Spring has rain. Especially this after rain this spring. week. Very cold week. Uh, yeah. Um, we had, like, I don't know if it qualifies for hard freezes. We had temperatures in the 20s multiple days this week in Atascadero. We've had the icy, icy wind off the ocean in Morro Bay. It's been so cold. So it's you guys. Uh, You're it's doing not, it. It's the ocean. It's the ocean doing it. Um, yeah, whatever it is, it's cold. It's dry. Um, yeah, if I I could tolerate the cold a little more if it, there'd be some rain and I don't know snow, whatever, mm. something. But yeah, it's been been a dry year. Um, I do understand though that we're we're doing okay water wise. I was actually in a meeting this morning. Um, I participate on an advisory board to the Morro Bay Chamber of Commerce. It is the Government Affairs Committee. Um, I don't think it was a topic of discussion, more just a side side discussion about water. Oh, no, it was. It was related to some housing discussion we were having. Anyway, we were talking about how with all of the drought awareness over the last decade or so that um, most of the cities on the Central Coast have figured out their water plan and they have sourced enough water to um, meet needs and then some. So even though it's a dry year, it shouldn't be too big of a problem for us. It's the problem of dry year after dry year after dry year where we end up in backed into the corner. Right. Running out of water. Yeah. Running out of cheap water. Mm Mm-hmm. We probably never run out of water with that ocean sitting out there, but <laughs> but desalinating water is not cheap water. 
Well, I'm thrilled to have you in here with me this morning. Um, nice here. Uh, it's February. It is, yeah. I feel like we should do an applause button or something right there. <laughs> I, I saw those things all over the internet that said it's January 79th. And is it February yet? Um, January didn't feel particularly long to me. No. I mean, we've been so busy. It just feels like there. Ne- I wish there were more days in the month to get more stuff done. It's uh, So then you get dealt this February. <clears throat> That's minus a few days. <laughs> we actually get one extra day this February. It's yeah. a leap year. We'll make the most of it. <clears throat> oh, but it falls on a Saturday this year, so it's not even going to help us. It doesn't affect the work week so much. Um, but yeah. What a fun week. Um, a fun, I, I say fun, a volatile week, um, up and down, all over the place. Um, man, where to begin? There's a lot of things. I mean, we can kind of start, we can rewind to the ending of the week prior, which was the last few days of January. We saw, um, we saw a GDP number get released. We had, you know, a lot of fears uh, globally about coronavirus affecting, and we saw it even affect stock markets. Um, Just the uncertainty of how big that could be, you know, if it was going to start moving continents and and become a a real global issue or if it could remain somewhat isolated. There's a little, in terms of the coronavirus, um, you're right, it has led to some market volatility. If anything, it seems that the market has accepted now that um, it might be containable and less deadly than initially thought. Um, Also this week, I read an article that there were some potential breakthroughs on a vaccine being able to be delivered a whole lot sooner than was originally feared. And we kind of saw the stock market react to that news too. Yeah, we saw the stock market react to that. So here's pushing all the good vibes and energy and prayers to those scientists to get this together and, um, man, just stop the suffering. I mean, there's already been too much life lost and um, the spread, you know, new cases in the U.S. and hopping all over the place. And I, I... freak out a little bit man i was looking at that stuff and just thinking man i i think we've seen too many movies uh to to be able to you don't have to imagine right hollywood's already painted this picture for us you don't have to imagine what happens if if some sort of pandemic does break out that kills people in the tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands i mean that those i feel like that obviously just sounds terrifying so yeah i'm really hoping that uh get this thing under wraps sooner than later well, there's and just there's so many people in, in anymore and there's so much travel the you know what used to feel like a once in a lifetime trip you know or whatever to a different a different continent a different country is now something easy, that right? people do all the time so yeah it's scary how fast uh these types of things can spread, and um, although I did, I did see this week CNBC had a, a little segment talking about, um, you know, how whether or not this could become something that we need to worry about 
um, here in the United States. That at this point, no, it's not anything we need to worry about. We should just go about our day to day lives. You don't have to try to calm me down, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm worried about it, though. I know it's best if they keep the the mass hysteria at a minimum, but you already see these places where you know I. It's overwhelming to think about, like in that. Um, I know I can't pronounce any of these names correctly, but um, in Hubei, would you agree the pronunciation? I am I don't not know. looking at the word you're looking at, but I'll Feel, go with you. This is the province in China that has the essentially the epicenter of the outbreak. They've got 55 million people. And, I mean, obviously that's bigger than California, but it's, it's just alarming that um, I just think about 20,000 confirmed cases However many more are coming, that's got to overload a medical system in a big way. Well, not only medical systems, it's, I mean, business is is shutting down. People aren't going to work. Um, You know, it's affecting a lot, a lot there. And, um, you know, again, back to this CNBC report on, on how it's impacting us here in the United States, they don't expect it to have an impact to economic activity here. They don't expect it to <clears throat> spread the way that it's it's spread so far um, over in China. So we're just we're just hoping that that's the way it stays and that it gets contained and that like you said, this breakthrough on uh, some type of some type of solution is in fact the cure that we're looking for. Right. Uh, but the other big news last week uh was the GDP, fourth quarter reading of GDP. Final, final <coughs> fourth quarter GDP, which then allows us to reconcile the entire year, understand how that shook up. Um, final reading of GDP? Uh, for the quarter, it was 2.1% annual rate of growth. For the year, um, it ended up being 2.3% for all of 2019, a little down from the prior year. Uh, 2018 was a 2.9% GDP reading. Um, so a little under under our goal of 3%. Um, I asked you this off air, and we kind of chewed on it a little bit, but what do you think has changed so much fundamentally from 2018 to 2019? Um, I mean, and I know you can dig into the numbers and see that it's consumer spending, um, business spending and confidence, but overall, I mean, GDP is largely confidence, right? I mean, I mean confidence affects consumer behavior, and, well, and we know that two-thirds of GDP is consumer spending, sure. so if the confidence of the consumer is in any way shook, then it can affect GDP. I think, um, you know, obviously we know some of the, the trends from third quarter to fourth quarter now that appear, you know, the consumers slowed and business investments down a little bit. But And I think you could probably tie both of those things back to really the the uncertainty surrounding trade issues. Sure. I mean, even locally, there was news articles run here about the impact to certain imports, um, wine, uh, other, you know, and wine even from like France Union or region, right? It's not even, this isn't just limited to things that are coming out of China. And so, um, but like you shared a story about your wife sourcing some materials for her business that the cost was radically increased due to the tariffs. And so I I would imagine, especially if you're in industry, I had a friend who um, is an electrician that does solar 
And he said, boy, that there was a really big impact to the materials involved in setting up a solar system. So I see, especially in the time of uncertainty, not knowing how it's going to fall, um, not knowing what next year brings or the year after. But now we know that phase one of the agreement was signed. Mm-hmm. And um, we talked about this probably, a, that was about a month ago, I would say, maybe a little bit more, um, understand the categories in which the trade will occur and, you know, if, across the spectrum from agricultural, service, financial, those kind of things. And um, so maybe now, though, some of that confidence will be restored. I just think it's interesting economically when I look at 18 versus 19, Um landscape wise for work and stuff for me it didn't change that much um rates have come down and um but you're not you're not selling a product so you know you don't have a tangible good that where you're sourcing materials you know we're selling a a home loan it's it's a different thing um when you're in a more of a manufacturing type business then you are impacted sure. by the materials and the tariffs imposed on materials. And well, then if you sell overseas, you're impacted in that way as well. And I think it's helpful to think about in terms of that business that or that product that you're producing something, if you if the tariffs or impending tariffs are gonna affect your bottom line, that probably turns you around, right? Just like at our household. If we know that we're gonna experience a big budget change next month due to reduced hours at work or an added expense or something that's going to impact our budget we're we're going to spend less right we're going to anticipate You're going to start to that, change behavior now cut back now on your <clears throat> discretionary income so i i kind of feel like with the unemployment rate and the jobs the stock market the value of housing all these kind of things it feels like we're on pretty firm ground here. I'm surprised that we contracted and optimistic that in 2020 with some of these things behind us, like, um, you know, the trade agreement with China, but trade agreement with others, including um, the USMCA. Yeah, we had the USMCA um, get signed uh, a week or two ago, um, which, you know, they're... There are things that changed, obviously. You know, we there were both uh Republicans and Democrats got a little a little bit into that agreement that they wanted to see. Um, you know, I know uh Democrats were looking for stronger labor rights and some other um uh they something related to drug competition. They wanted to see more competition, so there was a I guess some kind of period of time where uh, a drug manufacturer would have exclusivity and they removed some of that stuff. So it just, there were a couple things there, you know, um, there were some things that the administration wanted to change. So they got some, some changes with uh, thresholds for zero tariffs on autos and, you know, how much of a car needs to be manufactured in North America, changes in um, price per hour that the workers are paid in the auto industry, changes in guaranteed purchases of ag and this between the countries. But all in all, beyond that, the most important thing is it creates certainty Um, because the markets have been going along for more than a year, just unclear as to what's going on. There's been shots fired via social media or regular media between countries and parties and stuff. And it's, you know, it's just like, where is this going to wind up? And the markets don't like that. That's right. And the recent, you know, the 
shenanigans that seem to go on within Congress, um, I think leaves you little confidence that these guys can work together and come up with meaningful solutions for the issues that we face, especially in something so large as this USMCA. Um, and I heard it said once that in any good compromise, both both parties feel like they lost. Sure. <laughs> Which, I mean, I guess feels like in order for you to agree to it, you didn't get everything you want, but you got some things that are important to you and ultimately find it in a position where it is acceptable to both parties. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also kind of look to that and feel like I hope that we can carry that momentum. I feel like Congress can celebrate a victory of a bipartisan effort to tackle a pretty big issue um, and hopefully use some of that momentum to start to solve some of these other problems that we have. Yeah, definitely. One last little thing on the USMCA, the US International Trade Commission estimates that the changes to this agreement will increase US GDP by about three-tenths, a little more, three-tenths of a percent, and it will uh, boost employment by about a tenth of a percent. So um, a little shot in the arm for those big numbers that we focus on every month. Yeah. So fantastic. That's chunky for a start. We don't (laughs) usually hop right into such (laughs) topics right in the very first segment of the very first hour. Um, Perhaps we should take the first commercial break here, take some time out to thank the sponsors that help make the show possible. And uh, we'll be back in just a minute here with more Mortgage Matters. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. The mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending will be back in just a few minutes. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328 Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number. Number three two eight three five eight. 
In the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. In these times of economic turmoil, it's hard to know where to turn for financial security. At Blakesley & Blakesley, they've been providing solid financial advice for over 30 years. If you'd like a second opinion on your investments or just a financial tune-up, turn to a proven name you know you can trust, Blakesley & Blakesley. For the service you deserve and the advice you trust, come to Blakesley & Blakesley with offices in San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, and Paso Robles, member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 low the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast, Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328. 358. Welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Welcome back. Thanks much for uh, joining us, sticking with us. I was listening to that commercial during the break about uh, our ability to use low down payment or down payment assistance loans to help people. I thought it'd just be a great reminder to to, to throw this in here. Um, you know, this week was a really busy week for me, and I ended up with a few new purchase loans of people that were pre-qualified and and one of them is a USDA loan. Mm. So USDA, man, it's it's alive and well. Uh it, we're doing much less USDA loans than we typically do. Um just a result of property values getting getting up there and it just starts to outpace what can be done, but um there's some properties around. I mean, this particular buyer looked at a handful of properties that were all USDA eligible. And, you know, interesting thing about it is there's a, it's, it's essentially a program. It's under USDA, which is truly the U S department of agriculture. And the premise of the program is to provide um, hundred percent financing opportunities to low income people that live in, um, rural areas mm-hmm. and much of slow County counts for that rural area. The challenge is they have income restrictions on 
the maximum income that you can have and be able to qualify. And then additionally, it's a little bit more conservative on the qualifying ratios than some of the other loan programs are. So you really got to be able to, to fit under the income cap and then fit within the debt to income ratio requirements. But um, fantastic program. It, it, there's an income bucket for one, a family of one to four. And a, you know, then there's an allowance granted for additional uh, family members. So each, each additional family member you have. I mean, we've done them in the past where a family with many dependents is able to make $150,000 a year and be able to get a USDA loan. So don't forget about that. And uh, if, you, if you guys are looking for that opportunity to try to get into something, man, we always start there. We always are looking... Um, if you're a veteran, that's an opportunity for 100% financing. If you can fit USDA and find an eligible property, then then that's a good option for you. And then likewise, there's FHA programs that are, um, if you make your down payment, it can be 3.5% uh, is the minimum. There are also down payment assistant components to that where you can get subsidies that sort of act as a silent second and create the down payment for you so that you don't necessarily need to have it. It may not be the preferred route to go for people that can scrape up the three and a half percent because you get a little bit higher interest rate on that program, but um, it is a foot in the door nonetheless. And, you know, I, I thought too, I might mention this to um, some of you guys that are local business owners. If you have key employees that you're trying to figure out how to retain um, this is one of your biggest hurdles, right? Everybody wants to be here. Yeah. I mean, look, you moved here. I moved here. We did what most people did is we, we went to Cal Poly and we got out of Cal Poly and we were clamoring for opportunity to stay here and the housing cost and employment. I mean, you got to be able to strike that balance, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're an employer who has some key employees that you're really interested in um, kind of getting, making sure that they're not only surviving, but that they're thriving and growing wealth and feeling good about being here, um, you could consider helping them with a down payment by way of USDA. It's an acceptable source of down payment is a gift from an employer. And, you know, it's surprising me how very few people take advantage of that. It can be a very, a very great thing for everybody involved. And um, man, Dan, you and I were talking about this this week um, as pertains to one of our employees about how um, that's such a critical part is making sure that, um, that you have an ability to be able to stay and that housing piece of it is such a significant part for everybody. Well, we, anyone who lives here has had friends or family who have wanted to stay here but can't for the very reasons you're talking about. They can't find the right job opportunity that allows them to become a homeowner here. Um, the, the prices are high. The job opportunities are not as plentiful as urban areas. And, and it's a hard balance to strike, like you're saying. So it's, it's the primary reason why people end up leaving this area who wish they'd didn't have to. Um, and yeah, that, you know, as an employer, it takes a lot of time to find the right employee, groom them, you train them, you know, f find, 
you know, promote them through the ranks until you realize this is a person that helps you significantly in your business and losing them would be a major setback. And, you know, the, the tools you have as an employer are, well, I could pay them more money. Um, what else? Give them bonuses, you know, give them more benefits. Well, one of the things that doesn't obligate you necessarily to ongoing salary is a, a one-time, you know, down payment gift type of thing. Candidly, that's in my very first job. Um, that was what happened to me. And it was, I mean, it was huge. It was the difference between me becoming a homeowner when I did and not. And uh, for what it's worth, you still own that home. I still own the home and live in it today. And I love even, it. It was a great, great And even decision. when work opportunity pulled you out of the county, you weren't giving that place up, which is what kept you here. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's, it's a critical component and, um, you know, as much as we want this show to be a service and be a help to people, uh, I just couldn't help but think, you know, there's some people that need to hear that news. Uh, the other thing about it is, um, there are, well, there's a few things. First of all, I mean, there are other loan programs, a little bit more money down, but you get gifts from relatives too. Today, um, you know, another strategy that I want to share with you guys is this idea about, uh, you know, maybe if your employer is not going to give you a gift and you're working on savings goals, there's other opportunities too. Um, you might be able to borrow from a 401k where you can take some money out of there in order to make a down payment, sort of diversifying your investments, right? But um, you pay your 401k back over time. One of the interesting things about that is that that debt doesn't count against you in your debt to income ratio. And the interest that your 401k charges you is generally payable back to yourself. And, you know, one of the drawbacks is that while you have an outstanding loan, you know, if you say you found a house for $300,000, or $400,000. Let's go 400. That's probably more reasonable. An FHA down payment coming from you is three and a half percent. So on 400,000 bucks, we talking 13, 14 grand. Yeah. So <clears throat> maybe what one of your strategies, you borrow that from yourself and you pay yourself back over time, but allows you to get your foot in the door. Um, we've seen many of other opportunities like that, where people get creative and, and kind of figure out how to solve those problems. And I thought it'd be a good thing to, to remind you guys that that's what we're doing in a pre-approval. We want to talk to you, look at your income, look at your savings, look at other assets that you might have, like a 401k or a Roth IRA. Um, and not that it's our goal to just go figure out how to pillage these other investments you have, but these oftentimes are going to be some of the vehicles that you need to consider in order to, to figure out if you can position yourself to be able to buy a house. And... Um, the stock market right now is crazy high, right? I mean, sure. It feels like it's just dying to get over 30000 in the Dow. And um, that's great if you're investing in that and, and a beneficiary from that. Over time, investing into savings and retirement and real estate, when you look over a 30-year period, you know, you, you're going to find that in the long haul, it's a really great decision. We can go back and look at segments of history where um, recent, like somebody that just hops in and then just gets punished by the timing of the economy, right? I mean, how many people you you helped that got a home in 2005 or six with 
some kind of an adjustable rate interest only or something loan where they got into a really bad position and then the market falls out under them and they're left with very few choices we would be remiss if we didn't say there's there's those isolatable times in history where those kind of things have happened but by and large when you zoom out and look at that bigger you're looking at these investments over a 10-year period or a 20-year period or a 30-year period um, real wealth is accrued by longevity of making those kinds of investments, both in your retirement, in your savings, but also in your housing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, also it, it always drives me back to this final point, you know, is that it, that some people just say, yeah, you know, how buying a house just probably isn't for me. I don't have that kind of money. I don't have that kind of income. Um, you know, just I don't believe I could qualify or whatever. Um, you know, that's the point of getting pre-approved is to look at these things. But one of the things that I always like to challenge those people that maybe just aren't even sure it's a good investment is that over the long haul, it really is. And for a lot of us, being able to retire is only possible because you pay your last mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. You eliminate one of the bigger, bigger debts in your life. Um, and now you have a controlled housing cost that, you know, you can ride out through those years of fixed income. And, um, if you rent, you never remove that variable. Whereas if you buy, you sort of take control of some of your own destiny. Most of the loans that we give out are 30 year fixed. So add 30 years onto wherever you are. And in 30 years, are you without that house payment? You know, and if the answer is no, you should probably reach out to us. Um, we're a friendly, we're a friendly group of loan officers. And, and basically what we do is just kind of start the dialogue, figure out, you know, what are the hurdles? What are the goals? Uh, what could you do? What, what strategies could you employ to get yourself in a better position sooner? Sometimes it means we got to work on your credit, fix some things, get some things removed, work on diversifying your credit, building some new credit, getting you into a position where where credit you qualify. Sometimes it is savings goals. You know, just nothing short of that. If you don't have a generous boss or a rich relative and you're just going to have to do it the old fashioned way, um, be really helpful for you to know how much you need to save and how you can set a goal and know what you're working towards. Most all of these major accomplishments that we ever make as people happen when we set a goal and then work increments towards it. And um, like I said, that's just a big part of what it means to get pre-approved. Um, there's a lot more that goes into it too, but, um, anyhow, though I was just listening to that commercial and I was just thinking, man, how many people are hearing this and going, Hey, I, what does that mean? You know, and maybe you're not ready to call today. So I can just help you understand that that's what that means is it's just getting, getting a dialogue started to get you on track for it. Yeah. And I mean, if you are renting in this County currently, um, Rents, pick any city in in the county, rents aren't radically different than what a mortgage payment would be. Um, You know, I I think $1,000 a bedroom is pretty common in a lot of cities around here. I was hearing just recently from a friend of mine in Morro Bay that, you know, you can't really find a three-bedroom home out there for much less than 3,000 bucks a month. Um, So, 
And that's a pretty common mortgage payment that we see when we're helping people qualify for that entry-level purchase of a three-bedroom home. It ends up being about $3,000 a month. So. Well, I was working with this uh, first-time homebuyer couple recently that was really struggling with that. Um, the numbers that you're talking about aren't far off from their scenario. They, um, they're currently renting a home, which they believe is a great deal, Okay. It's a three-bedroom home, and it's $2,200 a month in the North County. It's a great deal. Yeah, that does sound good. In fact, the reason they're moving out is that their landlord is terminating their lease under, the, you know, going to do some stuff to it and basically re-rent it after probably giving <laughs> them the boot. Um, the house that they want to buy in the North County is a just shy of $500,000. Um, it's a nice house in a great school district. They believe it's a great family home for them. Um, the mortgage payment with what they have to put down and they're going to have some mortgage insurance and with their taxes and their insurance and the, the whole shoot and match, they're at about 3000 bucks a month. And so this is a working family. This is a mom and dad. They've got two kids and they work hard. They both, um, they have service industry jobs where um, they're hard workers. I'll just leave it at that. So they don't have... You know, they're looking at their current budget and they're going, man, 800 bucks a month, though, like that, that spread for me. And granted, I have a good deal, but that spread for me another 800 bucks a month. I just don't know what has to give in order for that to fall into place where we can, you know, still pay the rest of our bills. Mm -hmm. And so one of the conversations that we got into was, okay, well, how about this? You know, you got to consider you're going to be able to write off the interest of your loan and, and maybe some other expenses on your house. But if we isolate just the interest, a lot of people and these guys in their, in their position were close to a 25% tax bracket, right? So if they make $100,000 a year and have no write-offs, they pay their taxes based on a hundred grand a year with the home. You end up with a write-off where, you know, you might end up with $20,000 worth of interest write off on your house, right? Probably even more than that. If it's a $3,000 a month payment on a 30 year fix. Yeah. I want to say it, it, it broke it's probably out. upwards of $25,000 over the course of the whole year. Yeah. In year one. So then what the way that it works is your gross income minus that deduction of $25,000. Now you're getting taxed at $75,000 instead of a hundred. So now you're, now you're clearing 25 cents on, on the dollar for yourself without that tax obligation. Cause you're rerouting it in interest. But then additionally, you've got, um, you know, an asset that's growing and building. And so at the end of the year, when we look at these guys and try to figure out, okay, well, your tax liability was this, but with this write-off, it would be this. And it starts to really narrow that gap between mm -hmm. what the rent is and what the mortgage payment is. And so, you know, again, if you're one of those people that's hearing this discussion and thinking about those things, that this is the kind of um, conversation that we can walk through and and help you, you know, not necessarily just explain away your concerns, but just help you understand them and understand that they're not all so clearly black and white. They're, it may not be as dire as you think because if the $800, you know, the difference between rent and the mortgage in that case is really what's stressing you out, it might help you to know that that is really going to feel closer to 200 based on the tax savings that you're going to have. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just, it's, it's worth getting in there and looking under the hood 
uh, and making sure that you understand it for all that it is before you disqualify yourself or just keep renting. Well, you, you, like you said, you're acquiring an asset that will likely appreciate in value. You've fixed your housing costs for the next 30 years and then it'll go down after that. Whereas rent is only going up over time. Yeah. Um, it's it how long good. ago did you move to slow? Uh, it was the winter of 98. So it's 21 years ago. I moved here in June of 98. So near the same time. Yeah. I remember my first lease. I leased a three-bedroom <laughs> house in San Luis, right by the cemetery over there um, off of South Higuera, for $1,000 a month. Wow. We had a, I think it was a five-bedroom home on Broad Street in San Luis Obispo, and you know we paid by bedroom. The most anyone paid was $500 a month. I want to say it was maybe even like 400 bucks a month. So today, it's pretty widely accepted that the simple formula most anywhere in the county is about a thousand dollars a bedroom mm -hmm. in San Luis, close to Cal Poly. We can see those numbers push to 14 or $1,600 a bedroom. And so my point is my place I had for three thirty three a room, which is today in San Luis, it's over Triple. a thousand, yeah. uh, maybe quadruple. So that's a 20 year period. It's no reason but to believe that in 20 more years, those houses are going to rent for six grand. It sounds nuts, I know. And if you think I'm crazy, go talk to your grandparents. Um, all right, we got we to gotta do a commercial break here. Um, we'll be back in just a minute with more Mortgage Matters. It's time to pay some bills. Mortgage Matters will be back in just a few seconds. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 low with the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast, Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328 Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 low with a mortgage 
experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. In the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. In these times of economic turmoil, it's hard to know where to turn for financial security. At Blakesley & Blakesley, they've been providing solid financial advice for over 30 years. If you'd like a second opinion on your investments or just a financial tune-up, turn to a proven name you know you can trust. Blakesley & Blakesley. For the service you deserve and the advice you trust, come to Blakesley & Blakesley with offices in San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, and Paso Robles. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328. 358. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 with your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. Everybody, welcome back. Killed that whole uh, middle section there. <laughs> talking about pre-approvals. There was other things that we wanted to talk about. Um, one of which was thinking about. Uh, I saw this week that the the Fed has changed. I mean, I didn't see this this week, but the Fed changed their language at the meeting that was at the tail end of January. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something like changing the word from strong to moderate in regards to um, consumer spending. And the, the, the softening of that word led the analysts to suggest that the June meeting now has a 50-50 chance of a, a Fed rate cut. What you think about that? It's pretty unbelievable that <laughs> we could still be talking about cutting rates in the greatest economy ever. Um, it's hard to believe, but here we are. Uh, we've seen the 10-year treasury yield fall down as low as 1.5% in recent weeks. I think it's a little up off of those lows, but um, that's a... That's oh, a yeah. pretty incredibly low level. For a minute there, it was called the um, the great bond run of 2020. 
And we were, uh, I mean, yeah, there was a minute last week where the 10-year the treasury was about 1.5. and That was the same day. Did we also see a small yield curve inversion again? Two, yeah, two different yield curve inversions that occurred really in the same day and were undone by the end of the day. But that was a blast from the past. It's mm -hmm. been months since we had to talk about inverted yield curves in any way. And by the way, uh, inverted yield curves, they say, predict or precede a recession. So I thought, man, look at that. And, you know, was wondering, for anybody that is wondering why you would see the bond be falling out in the position today, um, you said it a little bit ago, the markets dislike uncertainty uh, in a big way. So you've got um, impeachment, coronavirus, uh, trade deals, Iran conflict, um, just miscellaneous things at play that are not any one of them are, are significant and, and could cause problems. So that it's that confluence of events that starts to just drive us in that direction. Um, and so it, that that bond seems to want to recover a little bit. Like I said, we've found resolution to some of these things, right? We have a, a renewed optimism about our ability to deal with the coronavirus uh, we also have a renewed, we, we have other things, you know, behind us. It feels like the Iran um, conflict that oof, a couple weeks ago was like, man, is this World War Three? Are we poised to, to get into a significant military battle? I'm thrilled that that's been quiet now and, and hope that it stays quiet. Um, by the way, those guys are, are willing to meet with the president and have conversation. They just want the sanctions lifted before they're willing to discuss. And um, I hope that we can figure out how to meet and de-escalate much of that tension sooner rather than later. So do you think that it's these items of uncertainty that have have led to this potential rate cutting scenario later in the year. I mean, it seems like these things are getting shored up a little bit with, you know, USMCA getting finalized with I don't certain things starting to shape up and and become a little more clear. Yeah, with Brexit behind us, with USMCA being signed by the US and it's out for signature the other countries um other things at play i mean no i don't i don't see rates getting cut this year in fact i really hope they don't my hope is that um like we touched on a little bit ago uh two-thirds of gdp is consumer spending and the consumer opens up their wallet when they feel confident that they can part with some dollars because they don't need to hoard them and I, i'm optimistic that as we chunk our way through this year uh, with some of these successes behind us that um, that the consumer can realize that, that they're on strong ground. As that's coming out of my mouth, I worry about the election cycle. Um, yeah, that always creates volatility. Um, yeah. Just because anything can happen. You don't know. That's right. I mean, at this point, we're still trying to figure out who the Democratic nominee will be. Um, there's a, a long way to go there. And then once that is figured out then you know we have all the way until november right. so that yeah that can create gonna, volatility in itself i was i was driving to work this week and i had on the fm radio and i heard campaign commercial i don't know if it was 
I know there's some rotating. There's a little bit of the way that it works, right? But I heard a campaign commercial play three times in a row. Mm-hmm. It was the exact same commercial with nothing in between it. Started over again, started over again, started over again. And I flipped over to the satellite radio, like, let's get away from commercials today. Um, and, and really, the next thing it made me think is, man, that's what's up. That's what this year is going to be again is just heavy campaigning. Um, and, you know, I, I'm all for the commercials where tell me what you do, what you think, what are you about, what are your successes and your vision. What I don't want is in between the programming, whether it's talk or, or music. I don't want to hear the programming type of thing that's like, you know, any kind of slinging or my opponent this or that or whatever. Just tell me about you. Did you really spend all this money to tell me about them? I, I'm, I already want to check out, <laughs> you know. And here we're just at the surface of it. It's just getting started. Yeah, it is. It's just getting started. Um, but, you know, we are, because we're in an election year, usually there's not any wild policy moves um, because the Fed, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to influence what, how how an election plays out. So, I would be surprised if they take any action this year. One, because I don't know that the economy warrants it, and two, because they don't want to be roped into anything partisan. You know, they want to let this year play out, and then we'll see come the following year if any adjustments need to be made. I mean, when I look around, I still see strong employment numbers. I still, uh, you know, GDP, while it's not, you know, amazing, it's solid. It's it's right in the middle of where it's been for the last decade. So I uh, can't really complain too much there. Um, and, and like we just said, there's a lot of the uncertainties that are starting to get cleared up here. So I see those as all positives if not if not positive at least st- stability in the sure. economy yeah. um rates are low i mean rates are incredibly low we saw mortgage volume uh so high i mean it was it was the largest amount of mortgage volume 2.4 trillion dollars transacted in mortgages last year the most since pre-recession most since 2006. And a lot of those from the first half of the year are getting redone right now. Yeah. <laughs> and this year's expected to be more of the same. And we're already seeing an influx of new business. Yeah. So with these uh, reduced bond numbers that we've been talking about, we've seen interest rates dip into. So I just want to remind you guys that if you, if you need loan help, potentially want to refi, save some money, if you got debt to consolidate or anything, if there's anything about your loan that you uh, want to talk about, you got a friend in the mortgage business and you can give us a call. Uh, Our number is 805-543-LOAN. That rings all of our offices. We'll connect you to somebody uh, local to where you are and and get you on track, get you the help you need. And then uh, if not, if you want to just start more passively, check us out on the web. We're at centralcoastlending.com. And um, thanks so much for being with us today. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Mortgage Matters.